Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Read My Lips. Cool conversations with creatives. And I think those conversations, I should change the name of the show to Hot Conversations with Cool Creatives. I think that's going to be the new name. I'm here. We are broadcasting live, live streaming to Facebook, and I hope to LinkedIn through the Restream IO service. And we're here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So happy to be here. Let me just give a little housekeeping here, first of all, in case you're wondering what time and what day it is. Well, it's the evening here on the East Coast of the U.S., and it is is March 15th. Anybody remember back from the Shakespearean history time or before? It's the Ides of March. And if you don't remember what that is, if you were a debtor, oh, we're going to talk about money today. If you were a debtor and you didn't pay up, you were threatened with fear of jail time or even some other bad words I can't even remember because this is 21 and we don't talk about that anymore. I want everybody on my guest list. I haven't even introduced them yet, but they're so friendly. They're going to say hello to LLL. Noah, Kyra, Andy, say everybody say hello, LLL. Come on. Hello, LLL. And in case you're wondering, LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. And we're trying to create, Noah, we're trying to create a fake GoFundMe page so we can send her to London because she lives in Whitestone and that doesn't start with an L. So Laura knows we love her. And thank you very much, Laura. This is the 74th day of the Gregorian calendar. Thank you to Greg, Gregory, Greggy, whatever your mama called you. 291 days left in 2021. If you're planning a really big celebration, when we say goodbye to 2021, because it's going to be a heck of a lot better than 2020, go get something off the liquor mm-hmm. store shelves now and make sure you've got it ready for New Year's Eve. And if you're also counting, this is the 11th Monday in 2021. So happy to be here. Today, we're going to talk about your creative mindset, personal empowerment, power habits, having fun, relating to money and to savings and to what do you do with it? How do you get it? How do you spend it? A lot of things are on the table here. Let me tell you who my three special guests are. First up, we're going to be introducing Dr. Kyra O'Quinn, and she spells her first name K-Y-R-A. I'm very careful to pronounce it right. And she is the author of The Currency Cure, which is a plork book. No, this isn't Mork and Mindy show. A plork book. It's a coloring (laughs) book. It's an adult coloring book. It's an activity book. It's a workbook. It's a personal growth book that guides you through fun. She calls them mind-opening activities while providing healing and the exact steps to personal empowerment. I read it today, and it's really well done. Kyra O'Quinn, welcome to say hello to everybody. Hi, thank you for having me, Red. There you go. Happy to have you. My second guest is Noah St. John. What an aristocratic sounding name, sir. Well, she's got an O apostrophe and you've got a saint in the middle there. He is the Power Habits Mentor, in quotes, with with a registration trademark. So we're going to talk about power habits today, maybe more than even just money. Noah helps people have better mind health and more business wealth. And who doesn't want both of those? Sign me up, Noah. That's what I'm looking for. But listen to this. He's a world-leading executive coach, but Noah is not secretive about how he got there. He grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. I'm sure a lot of people identify with that. And today, rich and poor, it's kind of hard to tell, right? Everybody's out there on social looking great, and we don't know. But Noah had 
some very negative thoughts about being alive. I'm using very tender words here, Noah St. John. At the age of 25, he'll talk about that a little. He founded one of the world's first business and personal growth websites back in 1997. And guess what? He was in his college dorm room. He had a handbook on HTML. Anybody remember that? Yeah. And he had 800 bucks. And he did it. And he has a program called Affirmations, not Affirmations with an I, Affirmations with an O. He says it's a new technology of the mind, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So, Noah St. John, say hello. Great to be here today, Red. Great Thank to be here. Thank you very much. And I met both Kyra and Noah at one of the virtual National Publicity Summits a couple months ago. So nice to see you. Thank you for being patient to get on. My waiting list is very long, and you were both very patient. And joining us again, a gentleman who was on three weeks ago. I was so happy with him. I had to have him back. He has nothing to do with money topics, with mindset topics. He's just a super, super, super creative guy. Oh. His name is Andy Costello, and he goes by the nickname Psycho Andy, and I haven't found anything psycho about him. He's a graphic artist and an illustrator. He used to run a comic bookstore, a comic bookstore, Mm -hmm. and he grew up watching 80s and 90s action cartoons like Transformer and G.I. Joe. And I don't know if anybody remembers this, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he said he watched too many episodes of WWE Monday Night Raw. And he recently had a radio show called The Other Strangeness Show on the Voice America Variety Channel talking to Lots of creatives, illustrators, graphic designers, actors. Sounds like my show, Andy. Musicians, video game developers about talents, processes, influences, inspirations, muses. Andy Costello, welcome back and say hi to everybody. Hello to everybody. Well, he follows directions very well. So now what I'd like to do is I'm going to put each of my special guests, all three of you, one at a time on speaker view. And Dr. Kyra O'Quinn, I'd like you to take about two or three minutes giving us a little background on how you got to where you are and what does creativity mean to you? I know that's a lot to pack into three minutes, but we just want to get an overview. So Kyra, I'm putting you on speaker view. It's all yours. All right. No pressure. No pressure. All right. Well, first of all, let me say I'm delighted to be on your show because I do find it to be really fun, unique show. And it's not a bunch of boring yada yada, right? Like <laughs> some other some other podcasts. We won't mention names. Um, so what we're going to be talking about tonight, you know, on my end is my latest book called The Current Secure. I have a doctorate degree in psychology, but I've always been an outside-the-box thinker, always a creative person, and so that greatly interrupted my ability to make a good, solid income (laughs) because I just couldn't do psychology the Mm. way that it's supposed to be done, Uh, psychoanalysis for 30 years or things like that. I really love to do things that are very effective and are outside the box. Um, And so for me, creativity is truly, I'm going to say it right, I mean, I think it's our life force energy. And so when our creativity is being stifled, we don't have all of our life force to be able to truly live the life that we should be living to be our true selves. Um, So I'll give you a little sneak peek about my um, current secure book. I decided that I really needed to do something outside the box because money is such a dark, deep, heavy topic. And also with everything that happened with COVID, I said, I got to get it out this year. (laughs) I have to get this book out. And so you mentioned in the introduction, it's a combination of a coloring book and an activity book. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've got some even controversial uh, exercises in there because we've been screwed over pretty good about the way that we approach money in our society and it really leaves us powerless and it's time to end that 
And so my book is really to empower people in a fun way. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. I will share with you, Kyra, that I have a degree in psychology. Mm. I never did anything with it because <laughs> after I, by the time I got it, I was married. I had two young children. I was living 3,000 miles from my family. And I came to that juncture in my life where it was time to end my marriage. And I had never worked. Mm. And there was nothing I could do quickly to support two kids with a bachelor's degree in psychology. So I became an early woman in tech. And that's another another story. And that's how I got into the work world. Uh, and I was just a featured speaker on the Women in Big Data's Lifting Our Voices event for International Women's Day last Monday. I was very oh, honored congrats. that they yeah. selected me. Thank you. Thank you. Try condensing your life story into 1,200 words. It took four nights until three in the morning to get it all down. But anyway, I did it. So very nice to meet you, Kyra. Noah St. John, looking forward to hearing your story. It's very storied, I understand. So I'm going to put you on speaker view. And why don't you tell us about your approach to creativity and what in the world were you thinking when you got a book on HTML and 800 bucks and you decided to write a book and start a business? Seriously, Noah, got to hear this one. Noah St. John, welcome. Thank you. Well, as you mentioned, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. So from a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the chasm between the haves and the have-nots. The haves was everyone else in the community, and the haves was my, the haves was them, and the have-nots was my family. So mm. I hated being poor. I hated that life of poverty. So I went to the library and just read every book that I could on how to become successful, but I really couldn't do it. It just didn't work. There was, there was something missing, and I didn't know what it was. So at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide because I was so depressed and so frustrated because I've been working so hard for so nothing. And so at the very last moment, my life was spared. I do tell that full story in my books like Power Habits. But the point is that I went on a, a mission to find why am I here on the earth? And then in 1997, I had two epiphanies that changed my life when I discovered my affirmations method, as you mentioned, not affirmations, but affirmations. And I also discovered what later became known as the Power Habits System, which is my new book called Power Habits, The New Science for Making Success Automatic. And so because of that, those two epiphanies, I started my company with nothing but a dream, literally. I had no business experience, no marketing, no sales. There was no social media. There was no, no uh, blogging, no YouTube, no mm -hmm. none of that that we all know today. Um, in fact, if anybody remembers being online in the 90s, remember that? <laughs> I remember that. And that was, uh, you know, it was awful. So I put up the ugliest website you've ever seen called successclinic.com. It's still there now. It's a lot prettier now, of course. But, uh, you know, that's really what happened. So, you know, and I just want to say this. I, I love the topic of, of your show, uh, Red, you know, being all about creativity. Because from when I was, I, one of my very first memories being in, in kindergarten was taking blocks of letters Remember those letter blocks that we used to play mm -hmm. with? Sure. And I used to put them in really long strings of words, just the nonsense words. You know, it didn't really mean anything. I just always loved words. And from the time I was little, I dreamed about being an author, being a published author, being a writer, and even being a speaker and, a, and not really a coach because that really didn't exist back then. But, you know, later on in life, being a, a speaker and a coach. And, you know, now I'm very humbled to have published 15 books that are available in 18 languages, all these shells that you see here. These are all uh, the books I've published, and these are different languages here. And these are some of the books I've helped my clients write and publish over the years. So the point is that, you know, that's why I, I love your topic, because creativity, as Kyra mentioned a moment ago, it really is our life force. And I think a lot of that is being lost today when all the focus is 
on all about money and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with money. Of course, we all need it and want it. But the point is, to me, it's always been about the creativity. And that really is why I started my company with really nothing but a dream and, and a deep burning desire to help people and make a difference. Thank you, Noah. Very interesting. Let me ask you a question. Do you, this is going to sound dramatic maybe, but do you feel that your creative idea about starting the world's ugliest website and self, do you think that saved your life? Did, was that your turning moment where you thought, I'm going to do something. I'm going to figure it out. I have an idea. Nobody's going to stop me. I'll make something happen. I'm a creative person. Was, did that roll through your head, Noah? In a sense, but uh, there was five years between when I decided to commit suicide at age 25 and age 30 when I started the business. So it wasn't like that, you know, I, that and then that happened right away. There was five long years that I was mentioning I was on that spiritual, I call it a spiritual journey, where I was reading lots of books by spiritual thinkers of our time, like Marianne Williamson and Ernest Holmes and Wayne Dyer and mm-hmm. you know Deepak Chopra and people like that. And that's really what led me to my discoveries, my twin, I call them my twin discoveries of affirmations and power habits that have, you know, in the now in the intervening years over almost a quarter century later, you know, we've helped our clients, um, you know, not only make a lot of money, but really find their life purpose and, you know, publish a lot of books. And really, my, my, my mission here on the earth is to eliminate not enoughness. I'm on a mission to eliminate not enoughness from the world, because if you think about it, I do believe that most human suffering comes as a result of the belief that I'm not enough or there isn't enough, meaning what I just call not enoughness. So that's really what it's about. So yes, it gave me my purpose and that has sustained me through those first, you know, I call them the lean years when I wasn't bringing in much money because I didn't know what I was doing, but it just kept that dream going. Thank you very much. And I like that your t-shirt, people who are watching us on Facebook and LinkedIn can see Live Your Dream. I love that. Thank you. And thank you for your kind words about my show. I think creativity drives all of us at some level. And speaking of creativity, let's get the resident illustrator, comic book artist on the panel. (laughs) I just elevated your standing here, Andy. Andy, in case there are a few people, maybe eight or 10 around the world who don't remember you from my show a couple weeks ago. Shame on them. Why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself? Andy, tell us your story. Go ahead and welcome. Hi. Yeah. uh, I'm Andy Costello. I go by Psycho Andy because it turns out there's a lot of Andy Costellos in the world, uh, including an (laughs) MMA fighter um, and uh, uh, like classical classical pianist. And I don't do either of those. So, uh, you know, you got to make yourself stand out, right? If you're going to be in a creative field, you got to make yourself... Uh, anything to make people remember you. Um, I've been drawing cartoons and stuff since uh, sometime in elementary school. I, it was kindergarten, first grade, I don't know, preschool maybe. Um, I just remember sitting around with my friends drawing, you know, the, the two mountains down the side of the paper with stick people having little wars or whatever. Um, and eventually, you know, getting into the action cartoons like I like uh, uh, Red mentioned um, and trying to draw Transformers and being terrible at it because it turns out that's just a lot of straight lines. Um, but the the Ninja Turtles and, and you know, the X-Men and stuff like that. I, I uh, found I'm, I'm better at drawing slightly more organic shapes. Um, fell in love with comic books in the early 90s, and that kind of guided a lot of my life. Um, the one cartoon, actually, I probably should update my bio to include is Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Uh, I realized that that really was my introduction to Marvel Comics. So um, thanks to everyone involved with that show for me. <laughs> um 
yeah, and and eventually uh, started making my own comics in the early two thousands. Um, uh, I know you said no selling, but if you want to see my creativity, you can go to hawkantcroc.com and see see what I was doing. Uh, some of those early ones, it was what I had available. I was being as creative as I could, and I was drawing full three panel comic strips with a mouse and uh, early versions of Photoshop. So. Um, you know, please excuse uh, the crudity of some, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then after a few years, um, I had a bad experience at a, at a comic shop and was talking with my mom. Uh, she and I were employed at the same place uh, and, you know, hanging out lunch one day. And she jokingly said, oh, it's too bad. Uh, you know, I said, like, it's too bad there's not a comic store uh, closer to where we live because the one I was going to was like an hour and a half away by bus. Um, and and she said, uh, yeah, it's well, we could open one. And um it like it kind of started as a joke and then we were like well we we probably could uh because my mom's an accountant and she knows business and i know the comic industry pretty well so we kind of went on that venture and we opened right as the economy tanked in 2008 uh uh, and got very creative doing everything we could to to keep that store open and managed to for about three years and um got out of it with our feet on the ground. So, um, you know, and, and we, we actually, we chose to close because it turned out that owning a business, owning a retail business in a niche market is a lot more stressful than we had anticipated. Um, we, we didn't quit because like, we didn't close the store because of financial reasons or whatever. Like we quit because we chose to, which I, I mean, I, I'm pretty proud of that. Um, and then off and on since then, I've been doing various creative jobs, um, doing some freelance stuff right now. So, um, you know, I get to apply my creativity every way possible. And, you know, I surround myself with art, including my own that you see behind me right now. Um, Very nice. And even the cup I have uh, to, to drink water out of right now has X-Men oh. stuff on it from one of the older movies. So <laughs> thank you, Andy. When, when you and I were chatting on text earlier today, because I know you from a couple of weeks ago, you showed me. A, a comic book character you doodled last night. Do you have that one? Can you show I, it to uh, us? I don't. It's it's actually, it's it's downstairs. Um, okay. All right. You'll show us something else later on. I thought it would be fun yeah, for Noah and yeah. Kyra to see that. But So th- much of my work is digital that like yeah. when you were like, hey, have stuff to put on. Like I don't have a way to show it really because it's all digital so well you know that beeple whoever beeple is just sold an nft non-fungible piece of art digital oh art for yeah. six noah for 69 million dollars it's the high and christie's sold it and it is a copyable downloadable non-exclusive piece of quote-unquote artwork that has thousands of little <laughs> images in it and that's the new market if you can believe that i also learned today that ethereum which is part of the basis for bitcoin for, I'm sorry, for blockchain, blockchain and Bitcoin. But blockchain is is that immutable, unreversible, uneditable ledger that shows the provenance. So Noah, you probably know this, if you bought a very, very expensive bottle of wine, you would want to check the blockchain to see exactly what vineyard it came from, what year, who did the bottling, who did the artwork for the the bottle, how many hands it went through, what kinds of places it was stored. And and Kyra would be something if you want to buy artwork or a gem of some kind, you could follow along on the blockchain for that item and see its provenance and its journey to see if it's authentic. So they're they're using blockchain, but I heard, I read that Ethereum is takes more carbon footprint than the country of Ireland. So we're learning that this all this digital stuff 
has a cost and has a price to the environment and to all of us. But I can't imagine a piece of digital artwork, Andy. I think we're all in the wrong business, right? Now, if you could make something to digital art in Kyra for 69, I'll split it with all of you if we get 69. Let's do, let's do artwork on my show and let's try to sell it. I'm being a little facetious here. I hope we don't get any nasty mail. Andy, <laughs> I loved your story about your mom and I have, have a quick story to share. I was producing and hosting TV shows on public access on Long Island before I moved here to Durham. And in, let's see, in the year 2000, I already had three series. Uh, One was What's So Funny, because I was a stand-up comic and I had my own troupe and I took improv lessons from a gentleman from Chicago, Second City, and I did improv shows uh, where I had people make up their characters, Kyra, and well, you you have a degree in psychology. They came as different characters and I did eight or nine minute interviews. So it's, hello, I'm Bob and I invented string. Well, Bob, tell us, are you all been all tied up with this? You know, we did quick interviews and then when it stopped being funny to me, I told the cameraman to fade to black and we, and then he went and got another hat and coat and costume on and we did another character so anyway third time comes fourth time comes and I started a show called senior moments and I said well I have a friend who's trying to get elected to a local park district office and we want to reach the senior audience in my town Great Neck Long Island and I had a full-time job in three TV series but what the hell so I started a new show and I invited this gentleman on I was his campaign manager and we got him elected about a week after I started the show I was in my car driving and I started crying, just crying. And I pulled over to the side of the road and I had a cell phone. This was 2000. And I called my mother and I said, Ruth, would you like to co-host my new TV series, Senior Moments, with me? And she said, I'd love to. And she came on two weeks later. Uh, She was 83 years old at the time. She and I co-hosted 257 shows over the next 17 years. And her last show with me was six weeks before she passed away. And she passed away one month and 15 days after her 100th birthday. So we actually did a birthday celebration for Ruth on the show. But talking about going into business with your mom, okay, I had a TV show. And the funny thing was the comments from people all over Long Island, people stopped me in the street, people I'd never met. No, I think you're going to appreciate this. And they'd say, how's your mom? I'd say, who are you? they say, oh, we saw your mom on TV with you. How, how's Ruth? I said, well, she's fine, thank you. Give me your name, I'll send her your regards. So I call her up and I say, Ruth, I met another fan of yours in the supermarket, on the street, in the park. Everybody wanted to know. So she was she was my lucky charm. She was the real charm on the show, but I digress. I tell you what, I would like to do something. There's a part of the show that Noah and Kyra don't know anything about, and we're going to just play a little game here. I have national holidays that you probably have never heard of because I have a special super-duper national holiday calendar with calendar holidays you've never heard of. And I picked out holidays for today through next Monday, and I'm going to read the holiday. We're going to go around the table just briefly. You're going to tell me if you're celebrating it, even if you don't know about it, or if you plan to or you want to pass on that. So let's get started. I think you'll enjoy it. So Monday, March 15th today, well, yesterday was daylight savings time, right? We lost an hour. So today is National Napping Day. Kyra O'Quinn, did you take a nap today? <laughs> I neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> Noah St. John, are you celebrating National Napping I Day? absolutely took a nap, and I proudly <laughs> say that. I love napping, and I there are very famous nappers like J.F. Kennedy and uh, Benjamin Franklin, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Edison, so I am in good company. Oh, you're a walking compendium of famous nappers. We didn't say rappers. <laughs> we didn't say rappers. We said nappers. 
Noah. I don't think those guys were rappers, but yeah, they were nappers. Noah, that was amazing. Andy, are you a favorite a favor of nap time? What do you think? I, I have napped a lot this past week. In fact, yesterday I got up, uh, took the dog for a walk, <laughs> had breakfast, and then took a four-hour nap. So There you yeah, go. Yeah, uh, not today. I, I, I guess yeah. I was celebrating a little early. Okay, now tomorrow I have breaking news. It's National Artichoke Day. Kyra, are we a fan? Do we cook them? Do we eat them? Do we order them? Wow, you know, I, it's been probably years since I actually had like artichoke dip or artichoke. It, this is a reason for me to get back into the artichoke habit. There you go. I like that. Do you dip them in butter with a little bit of lemon in it or, or what do you do? I certainly would. <laughs> You're very amenable, my dear. Noah, Thank do, you. <laughs> Noah do, you, do you like artichokes, Noah? I, I'm going to give artichoke day two thumbs down. I can't stand artichokes. I, I, I tried them and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Thank you. Pass I, it stick, to I the... stick with broccoli and, uh, and cauliflower. Those are my two favorites. Okay. I make cauliflower mash now. Have you ever made mashed potatoes out of cauliflower? Uh, no, but my wife makes awesome sweet potatoes. She makes uh, sweet potatoes and, uh, and soup, and she's a great cook, so I'm a happy guy. Tell her. Look it up. It's called Collie Mash, and you, you boil your, your cauliflower, take out the hardcore, and then you mash it with an electric masher, and you add a little cheese, a little salt, butter, whatever you want, and it's a substitute for mashed potatoes. It's absolutely fabulous. The k- kitchen smells divine. Andy, what about you? Artichoke day, yes or no? Yeah, so uh, funny story. I went to Scottsdale Community College to get my uh, uh, associate's degree in in, uh, graphic design and visual communication. And our school mascot was the artichoke. So I have have to celebrate artichoke day. Yeah. I didn't know this about you, Andy. I don't think (laughs) any, Josh, our engineer knows you. I don't think, Josh, you can put in the text or you can just come on and say something if you knew that. Yeah, never mind. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. It's also (laughs) National Panda Day. I don't think anybody has a a panda to hug or say something to. So we'll leave that one alone. Tomorrow, everybody knows March 17th. Come on, it's St. Patrick's Day. And they say everybody's Irish on St. Patty's Day. So is anybody going to be wearing green? You can just raise your hand. I don't want to spend too much time on this one. Green. Yes. Okay. St. Oh, John. Oh, Quinn. Oh, 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 Quinn. Oh, 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 what? oh, I'm still thinking about somebody dressed up in an artichoke outfit. <laughs> I did that once too. <laughs> you, 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 you dressed up in the artichoke outfit. Uh, yeah, very briefly. Uh, I was doing a, like a work study thing and I was working in the performing arts center at the college and there, we had an artichoke mascot costume. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't perform in it, but I did put it on. Like we were backstage and, and my boss was like, you want to try it on? And I was like, Hell yeah, I'll dress up like an artichoke. That's just dumb enough to, you know, have a great story to tell the rest of my life. <laughs> well, that's the, high, that's the highlight of the show. Kyra, I'm going to ask you a personal question, Kyra. O'Quinn oh, no. is Irish. Yes. Are, is St. Patrick's Day your holiday tomorrow? Do you celebrate? I live in St. Paul, Minnesota right now, and we already started. <laughs> it's an Irish town. People are already, it used to be, you know, before COVID, it would have been a party for a week here. And it used to be that way, but still people were walking around with green all week. Well, that's good to know. Thank you very much. I think in my community here, they had a, some kind of a St. Patty's food truck come to the parking lot. I live in, a, I'll admit it, 55 plus community. And uh, they had a, a St. Patty's food truck or, or they opened the orders and they're going to pick up their stuff tomorrow. Very interesting. Andy, are you celebrating St. Patty's uh, well, Day? I'm, I'm half Irish, so I'll half celebrate. Okay. And Noah, what do you think? Half Irish, quarter Irish, pretend Irish? I don't think I have any Irish. I'm Slovak and Sicilian, which is pretty entertaining. 
Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll put some green on just for a heck of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, in honor of this responses from all three of you, Thursday, I, I made special arrangements for this. It's National Awkward Moments Day. <laughs> It came up on the calendar. It's also, and this is a serious one, the Campfire Girls years ago started a holiday called Absolutely Incredible Kid Day. Andy is nodding. I'm sorry, Noah's nodding. You're supposed to write a young person a note telling them why they're so amazing. Noah, did you know about this Incredible Kid Day? No, that's, I'm saying I'm nodding because that's a brilliant uh, holiday. Isn't that an idea? Kyra, would you, you're a psychologist. Would you write a note to a kid and say how amazing they are? I have. Oh, play, pray <laughs> tell. Done, tell us. Well, yeah, I have done that. I've done that. I mean, well, I did that for my daughter. I've done that a lot. Now she's a teenager, and you wouldn't know I was ever nice to her, but <laughs> we'll get over it. We'll get through it. I think and I saved is- them. I saved the letters. So, yeah. You'll tell file. her. You'll tell her one day, yes, look how nice I was to you. Until no, she's, she knows I'm nice. She knows I'm nice. I know there was one time I was joking. I said, don't, you know, don't say I never did nothing nice for you. And she said, why would I say that? Oh, <laughs> she knows. Yeah. Andy, do you write notes to young people about uh, how I, amazing they are? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. There's not a lot of no. young people in my life. So, uh, you know, I, not that I wouldn't. I just... I, yeah. But Andy, your comics, your your illustrations, your artwork—it's it's a it's a hello. Think outside the box. Have fun with 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 the comic drawings. Don't you think that's a a nice thing to say to young people? As you can think outside the box, like sure. Andy does. Listen, I, I, listen. If there's any young people watching, please continue being creative. <laughs> keep making art. Keep doing whatever you want. It's it's you know, no matter how you feel about it now, if you keep doing it, you're going to get great at it. So, uh, yeah, but. I, you know, I just, I'm in a situation where most of the people in my life are either adults or someone's pet. So write a note to a pet then. Let's move on. Friday, March 19th is National Certified Nurses Day. They didn't say licensed uh, LPNs or RNs. It's just Certified Nurses Day. And we owe nurses a great debt of gratitude, don't we, for all the work they've done with other frontline workers during the past year and ongoing in the COVID pandemic crisis around the country and around the world. So thank you to nurses. We celebrate you. But also... Once we get past the serious part, Friday is Let's Laugh Day. It's Red Nose Day. You've seen the Red Nose campaign, and it's Poultry Day. So let's move past Let's Let's Laugh, Red Nose, and Poultry to Poultry Day. Kyra, favorite poultry? What are you What are you raising oh, well, in your that, backyard or eating? That just no, that just brings up the rubber chicken. <laughs> okay, you can combine them all together. There, you, there you go. Do you cook that, or do you just hang it up somewhere? It does turn out that way at times. <laughs> No, we were doing the Read My Lips comedy show today. You're all, you're, you're all delightful. Noah, what, what's fa- favorite poultry for you? Well, I, I, eat chicken, I eat chicken every day, see, because I, I believe that we, uh, many people, suffer from what's called decision fatigue, meaning if you have too many decisions to make per day, you actually get tired. This is, physic- this is scientifically shown. That's why Steve Jobs would always wear the same outfit. That's why Mark Zuckerberg always wears the same outfit because they don't want to even have to think about what to wear. So I like to not think about what I have to eat. So I eat the same foods every day and someone say, oh my God, don't you get tired of it? I'm like, well, if you eat what you like, then you don't get tired of it. So I eat chicken every day and I'm excited that it's National Poultry Day. I will tip my cap to the chickens. 
Noah, that's a new power habit, isn't it? Yes. Find something you like. Now, talking about uh, clothing, Zoom fatigue and all of that, I have two jackets I wear on the radio for my daytime business shows. I have a black sparkly sweater for my Monday night show. I have the red one. I always have the rose here on my desk, and I wear a black dress and the same earrings and sometimes the bow in the hair, and I have the makeup routine. is about six minutes. I looked up video-friendly makeup when COVID started, so I'd be Zoom friendly, and I have my routine. There's no question I'm going to be ready to go when I go on the air, when I Zoom. And that way you can be more creative. See, when you're using your brain to make a bunch of decisions, these small little decisions that what should I wear, what should I eat, and things like that, that don't really add up to much, it actually saps your creativity. So the point of this show is be more creative, and so hence... The more that you can act, that you can eliminate that those decisions, the little decisions that don't really mean anything, then you can access more of your creative mind. And who knows, you might wake up at two or three in the morning, or you might be in the shower like I was in 1997. I had the shower moment that changed everything when I discovered <clears throat> affirmations and the shower that changed everything. And that can really help you in many ways. Thank you. I'm glad we discovered a new power habit, Andy. Poetry, poultry, not poetry, poultry. What's your I, I favorite? Was gonna make, I was going to make the rubber chicken joke too, actually. Uh, so Kyra Kyra got there first. Good job. Uh, no, but, but uh, and then also like <laughs> Noah said, um, I, eat, I eat eggs and toast for breakfast pretty much every morning. So uh, yeah, I also took that decision out. Um, and like you read, I also wear, I mean, I wear blue, uh, uh, black t-shirt and blue jeans almost all the time. Uh, pandemic, it's been more black t-shirt and pajama pants, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm good with chicken. Uh, I think we need to have turkey more often than just Thanksgiving and Christmas, though. There you go. And some people do. I don't. I don't eat uh, red meat, so I have turkey burgers from time to time, or turkey uh, meatballs, wonderful. or turkey meatloaf. There you go. But that's we'll have to find the day of that holiday, and you'll all come back. Let's see. Saturday is the spring equinox or equinox, and I know there's a fitness company named Equinox or Equinox, whatever way you're pedaling on your bike. It's also la, le jour de la lange. It's French Language Day on Saturday, and I will tell all of you that when Josh didn't have me do a sound check before we went live on the air, but on all my radio shows, here's my sound check. Cinq, quatre, trois, deux, un, zero, zoom. That's how I do my back. Noah, that was five, four, three, two, one. Noah knows yes, that. Yes, I think okay. I knew that. <laughs> you were looking like, what language is she talking? No, so I really got it. Yes. I, I thank you. <laughs> National French Language Day. It's also, Saturday is also a day of happiness. Listen up. There's a lot of holidays here. There's Corn Dog Day. It's Kick Butts Day. It's Ravioli Day. Corn Dogs and Ravioli. I don't think so. That's Maalox Day or Pepsi Day. And Single Parent Day. So of those holidays, which one would be your favorite? Let's go in backwards. Kyra, I've been putting all the pressure on you on the holidays. Andy, so would you be celebrating happiness, corn dog, kick butts, ravioli, or single parent day? What's your pleasure? Boy, well, I'm not a single parent, so I probably won't be celebrating that one so much. But uh, I think with the corn dogs and the, what was the other the other food you said? Uh, ravioli. Ravioli. Yeah, yeah. Corn dogs and ravioli. I mean, that's that's going to kick your butt. Uh, but it'll leave you feeling happy before that. So kind of all of them. Okay, you could do all of them. Noah, what about you? What's your favorite for that day? Well, when you said ravioli, I got very excited because I haven't had ravioli in a long time. So I I think I'm definitely going down with the ravioli. Okay. Corn dog's not a favorite of yours? I, nah, I can't do the corn dogs. No. Okay. I can't either. Thank you very much. And Kyra, what do you think? What are you going to be celebrating on Saturday? Did you say happiness day was in there? Yeah, I did. I did. Well, I'm going to take that one. Yeah. 
I think so. I don't I'm, know why I'm, the other guys aren't taking Happiness Day. Because food. Food. Guys are food. Oh, the food okay. The food's going to make Fair us enough. happy. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. I'll take Happiness Day with you. I'm not much for corn dogs, but I do like ravioli. And yes, I think I could do ravioli. Let's go to Sunday. I squeezed in two more Sunday and Monday. So Sunday is National Harmony Day. I think we could all sing a middle C. Hmm. Uh, never mind. It's a day of forest. It's common courtesy day. Be nice. It's crunchy taco day on Sunday. Crunchy taco. Noah's eyes lit up on that one. It's fragrance day. It's French bread day. And it's poetry day. So what I almost said poetry day to you, Psycho Andy, I said poultry, but the day after is poetry day. I didn't make this up. I copied it from the calendar. So Kyra, what do you think? Poetry, French bread, fragrance, crunchy taco, or common courtesy or forest? (laughs) Now, now I'm making up a poem about chickens. So, so (laughs) that's what we should do. Um, Well, forest reminds me of that nomad concept, forest bathing. You know what forest bathing is? No clue. Well, it's a Japanese concept, I guess. It's where you go out in the forest and you just you just truly absorb all of that amazing Mother Earth forest energy. So you're not trying to do anything per se. You're wandering around bathing in the forest energy. I like that. That's very poetic. Well, you could celebrate Poetry Day in there and you could bring along some French bread and you could not spray perfume so you don't upset the plants. But you could go back to your car and have a crunchy taco. Noah, what about you for that day? (laughs) What would you be doing? Thank you, Kyra. Well, it's sad because my wife loves Taco Bell and she goes there all the time. We go there as a special treat, but she likes the soft tacos. So I don't know what the heck I'm going to do on Crunchy Taco Day (laughs) because She doesn't like, she says, make sure it's the soft, not the crunchy. I'm like, but the, when's the soft taco day? We can't have it. So I don't know. But I, I definitely, I have a beautiful forest here behind my, my new home. We just moved into this home 30 days ago. We have a beautiful forest oh. here. So I think I'll do some forest bathing. That sounds nice. I might even keep my clothes on this time. I want to say on the new house but it got lost in the forest bathing comment and Andy what will you be doing common courtesy crunchy taco fragrance French bread poetry or forest what's your pleasure oh man all of those sound fantastic don't Um, they really uh I like the combination of French bread and fragrance together. I feel like those those fit pretty well. <laughs> but in all honesty, I'll probably just do crunchy, crunchy tacos. Uh, uh, Noah, you said your wife likes the Taco Bell. Um, I'm a big fan of their Doritos Locos tacos, uh, especially the Cool Ranch ones, because I was a 90s kid. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty good. Very nice. And it reminds me when my daughter and I were in Paris in the late, mm, what was it, early 2000s, late 1990s. And uh, she was the tour guide because she spoke fluid French. I didn't anymore. And I was the banker. So I said, take us. So we did the we did the pedestrian and bus and train route rather than the touristy route. And we ended up buying some baguettes and I think some taboule and something else. And we, we weren't drinking wine, but we found a seat in the park outside just beyond the La Tour fell the Eiffel Tower and we looked up and watched the tower as we sat on a picnic bench and I don't I think I was afraid of heights at the time we never went up in the tower but we certainly did have our lunch on a park bench 
watching the Tower of Eiffel. And it was a very beautiful day. I'm remembering those days. And in case you're wondering, I'll just make this brief Monday, next Monday, and I won't be on the radio, on TV, whatever we're on, radio streaming until nighttime. March 22nd is National Bavarian Crepes Day, Daffodil Day, Goof Off Day, and World Water Day. And I'm not going to ask, unless anybody wants to say anything about Bavarian crepes. Anybody have a quick comment about that? I thought you were going to say Bavarian cream, and I was going to say that's my favorite kind of donut. But uh, no, never mind. Goof off day. Anybody going to goof off next Monday? I goof sure. off every day. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. that's my job. I, I think that's why I like all three of you so much. Let's do a quick <laughs> famous birthdays, and then we're going to do a quick deep dive into what you're each all about. So we'll get a chance to hear a little more about Kyra O'Quinn's The Currency Cure, about Noah St. John's Power Habit Building, and about Andy's What's So Wonderful About Drawing Comics. So quickly, 1933 today, the recently departed Ruth Bader Ginsburg was born. Uh, Justice, Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States from 1993 until her death in 2020. That's a long time, 27 years. Judd Hirsch, the American actor, other than her, I picked all people who are alive. Judd Hirsch, American actor, everybody remember Taxi and Numbers with a three. Number three was I Love Taxi. I loved Taxi. I didn't know too much. Numbers, Mike Love. Anybody remember who? what music group Mike Love co-founded? Beach Boys. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and Sly Stone, born in 43. And we know what group he's with. Sly the family, and the family, family stone, stone yeah. yes. <laughs> and D. Snyder. Do you remember who D. Snyder is? Was born today Twisted in fifty five. Twisted sister. This is oh. music birthday date. And now we're going to get out of music, but we have one more. Eva Longoria. Remember Gabriella Gabby on Desperate Housewives and everything else. I think she married a football player and Tony Parker was it, and then divorced him soon after that. She did a lot of commercials. I don't know how they take women that young and that beautiful and have them sell face cream, Kyra, because they don't need it, and it's like. Does that bother you when they take a 25-year-old mom and just, oh, it makes your skin look so better in 48 hours? I'm thinking, well, her skin never got to not look better because she's 25 years. Anyway, neither here nor there. And the birthday <laughs> I have to mention is in 1975 today, Will I Am, the rapper, producer, actor from the Black Eyed Peas. He was one of the founding members. So Will I Am, as in William with a couple of dots in it. There you go. So Andy. Was he? He's a famous rapper, not a famous napper, right? <laughs> oh, you got me on. Yes, he's a rapper, producer, actor, singer. Does he just rap or does he actually sing tunes with the Black Eyed Peas? I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. Because Wikipedia <laughs> says he's a rapper, so we'll 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 just go, go with, with that. that. Okay, so ladies and lady. Ladies, you and me, Kyra, and gentlemen, <laughs> let's do a deeper dive into what your message really is. So, Kyra O'Quinn, I'm going to put you back on speaker view. Talk to me. Just take about three minutes. Don't be mad at me. On the currency cure, I love the part where you say, stop calling it money. You have sections in your workbook where you say to people, what what does it mean to you that makes you unhappy and what don't you like and what are your bad experiences? Like, get it all out and then reframe. So, Kyra, why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us about your method? please go ahead right. well you know we have we're all we all have money issues in one way or another in our society because we've we really have given it this uh, it's god in a way <laughs> you know in our society and so we have a lot of issues about money um what happened for me i just want everyone to know was that this was back in the what that the recession in 2008, I lost everything. That was my divorce time red. So divorce, mm -hmm. bankruptcy, failed business, boom. I mean, I had nothing. And it took a crazy long time for me to recover from that. Longer than it really should have. 
And that really was the impetus for me to create my groups, which at the time were called Break the Money Spell, because it's like it's a spell that we're under. Um, but that title was taken by the time I got around to visit. I like the current secure better anyway. Um, so what I'm trying to get people to understand is that money is not bigger than they are. We are the ones that hold the power. Money is a symbol. And so um, you said you like that part about um, that I call it currency. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's the currency cure. So that's a little tip I give people is like uh, when you think of the word money, most people immediately tense up or they immediately go, oh, money. Well, think about the word currency. In our society, that word just isn't used. So it's very neutral. And so that's an example of one simple little thing that you can do that immediately changes your relationship with your finances. And um, that's the book is filled with things like that, where it's one or two simple things that can completely change. I know Noah's going to have this kind of stuff too. I mean, this is what we're about is that it doesn't have to be hard to make a big energetic difference and to change things. So what, what did you like in my book, Red? I like the fact that you call it a plork book. I've never seen anything quite like that. And I have to tell Andy and Noah that in Kyra's book, she has, I call it adult coloring book, beautifully intricate line drawings of, of images and, and non-existing beings. And, and it just is beautiful. And, and she says, you were go you're going to need colored pencils to go through this book. You're going to play and you need at least a $1 bill. Or, and, and you have a disclaimer that this was written with the U.S. currency in mind. And that right. if they're from another country, the references might be just for the American monetary system. So I love the idea of a plork book, a play workbook, a plork book. I assume that's how you got the name plork book, right? Well, right. <laughs> play and workbook. Uh, boy, you know, I, I was going to go plurk with a U, but plurk is a big social media thing in China. <laughs> and so okay. I didn't want to use that word. But uh, yeah, it, it's not a regular book. So I couldn't call it that. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. And I appreciate your sending me the ebook. And I might just sit down and color some of it. And, and she also, Noah, she has pages where she says, left blank on purpose because you probably want to tear the previous page out. And this is the page that would be back to back with that book if you print it out. Uh, so anyway, I, I really appreciated that. Kyra, very, very nicely done. Noah St. John, let's talk about power habits. How do we get on board the power habit train? Talk to me. Go ahead, Noah. If you think about the things that human beings want, we all pretty much want the same things. We want to have more time, we want more energy, we want happier relationships, and we want more money. Those are the four elements of what I call living a freedom lifestyle or living your dream. Well, in order to do that, you have to change your habits. Everybody says that, but how do you actually do that? So what I've done is over the last two decades, I've condensed and codified the system that we call the power habit system, but specifically, it's the power habits of unconsciously successful people. Now, we all know about highly successful people, right? And Stephen Covey wrote a great book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yep. A lot of people say about my work, Red, that my work starts where Covey's left off because mm -hmm. what Covey did was he talked about what are the habits of effective people. He interviewed a lot of people and he said, you know, well, these are the habits that they do. But what happened is that a lot of times, not a lot of times, all the time, every time, highly successful people are also doing habits that they're not consciously aware of. In other words, they're unconsciously competent. 
So what I did was I studied these people in even more depth and I realized, wait a minute, there's these things that they're doing that they're not even conscious of. And therefore, when you interview them and they say, well, how'd you get so successful? Why do you do this, this, and this, and this? Well, how come everybody's read all these books and most people are still stuck? And that's what I fix. So that's why people hire me as a coach, whether I do you know, one-on-one coaching or group coaching or even do keynote speeches, they bring me in when they've tried lots of other things, they've gone all the gurus out there and yet they're still stuck. So that's what the power habit system is specifically about. It's specifically about these unconscious habits that highly successful people do that frankly, they can never teach you. Very interesting. So an unconscious habit, no, is that something that would derail me from my goal or derail me from my dream? Something I'm doing that is basically the old fashioned word, sabotaging myself. Is that what you're looking for? Yes, absolutely. That, well, the title of my very first book, I mentioned I've you know, published 15 books now. My very first book was called Permission to Succeed. So I was the first author and coach to realize that we don't need any more how-tos of success because think of it this way. If information alone was enough, we'd all be rich, happy, and thin, right? Because if you type in you know, how to make money, how to make, build your business online, how to lose weight, how to be happy in relationships, that's all free on YouTube, right? There's 10 trillion videos out there. So how come everybody isn't rich, happy, and thin? Well, the answer is because information alone does not create change. So what creates actual change is having the three things that you know, we give to our clients, which is having the right plan, the right tools, and the right support. So when you have the right plan, that means you know what to do. When you have the right tools, that means you know how to do it. And when you have the right support, that means you have someone in your corner actually helping you, believing in you, because a lot of times, even though people have gone all these different programs and you know done all these things, I call it, they have a lot of shelf help, right? A lot of shelf mm-hmm. help. Like all these books are on your shelf and you're like, yeah, because guess what? It's a lot easier to buy a program or buy a book than actually implement it. So what we help people do is go from information to transformation. And affirmation. Thank you very much. Very interesting. We're going to give all your websites in a minute. Andy, I want to give you a couple of minutes to talk about your inspirations for drawing comics and all those wonderful. Do you have anything there you can show us besides the background? Um, I, you know, I just, it's not handy. Uh, okay. <laughs> was, I mean, just, uh, you know, this was kind of a last minute to have me on, yeah. right? So I just, sure. uh, the time to prepare, unfortunately, just wasn't. Uh, That's fine. So tell us great. about what you do. Yeah. Um, so, so I, oh, everything. Um, <laughs> my, my goal is to make the world a better place by making it look prettier. Um, some people would look at some of my work and say, that's not pretty at all. It's actually kind of gross, but, uh, you know, if I draw monsters or whatever. Right. Um, uh, but like, yeah, I think one, what are we doing if we're not trying to make the world a better place, right? If we're not trying to make the world better for for not just yourself, but for other people as well. And so, you know, one of the ways that I can that I can do that, right? I'm I'm just a, you know, chubby kid from Boston that lives in Phoenix that uh likes to make art, right? So, okay, cool. What what can I do about that? Um I'll make art that hopefully people will like to look at and when will will enjoy. Um so I love doing, you know, um, action hero illustration and stuff. And, and like I said, monsters and, and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, again, the, the kinds of cartoons I grew up, uh, watching and the comic books that I read. Um, but I'm also, you know, a, a pretty okay graphic designer. And so, um, I've been fortunate enough to work with a bunch of companies to, um, either help build their identity or, or refine it. Or, um, in, in one case, a company I was working for, for a few years, um, 
they had they had a name change. They you know lost one of their partners and had to change the name of the uh, entire industry. So the whole company had to to rebrand, and so that was a multi year process. Um, between like you know okay well we want to keep the logo and like identity similar so people still know it's mm-hmm. us but right so you can't take that huge drastic change right away um um i've done work with uh with churches and and all kinds of um institutions um andy so, yeah i have the drawing you sent me on text today when we were chatting may i show it on a quick sure screen yeah share? if you can if you can pull i've it never up, yeah. done screen share during a live show but <laughs> oh, i'm no. gonna do it right now all right, so I I will say that this was just this wasn't we go, for anything. Yeah, this, this was, is just just some fun I was having last can night. Can you all see it? Is that something? Noah, can you see mm-hmm. that? Yes. And, and Kyra, yeah. is that is that amazing? Is that gorgeous? There you go. You can see my nose too. I'm going to stop sharing, but I just want oh. everybody to see that. Yes, I can see it on on the live stream. That's something, Andy. Who is this character? Or is nobody. It, it nobody. literally. I was just messing around and and thought, you know, hey, what if I just drew some really angry lady with a sword and that's sort of what came out um wow thank you for letting me do that yeah for sure for sure (laughs) i hope that wasn't upsetting for you but i loved it so much i i wanted to show it so thank you i've I've never used a screen share during so i'm looking (laughs) at the clock we've got three minutes to go i'm going to go back to thank you andy uh let's give some websites where people can find more information about you dr kyra o'quinn where can people find you dear it's drkyra.com so it's drkyra.com. Dr. Kyra, drkyra.com. Noah St. John, yep. where are you living on the web these days? Yep, my name Noah St. John, N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com. And also, you can get my new book for free at sendmeabooknoah.com. Or easy to remember, sendmeabooknoah.com. <laughs> and I'll send you a book for free. Just ask you to cover the shipping. Uh, that's at sendmeabooknoah.com. Thank you very much. And by the way, Kyra, you also have, don't you have a Plork website as well? No? A Plork book? I've been having some technical issues, Red. Oh, okay. Okay, no problem. We'll, we'll, we'll find you on Dr. Kyra. I can help you with that, Dr. That. Kyra. We have, I have a team that can help you with that, by the way. There you go. I like collaboration among my guests. Andy, where can people find you, Andy? Oh, all kinds of places. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, my my comic, uh, Hawk and Croc, that I did with my friend Brandon. Um, off you want to spell on. that? Spell that? Spell uh, yeah, that? it's H-A-W-K-A-N-D-C-R-O-C.com, Hawk and Croc. It's the names of the two main characters. Um, and you can find other art. My art blog is psychoandy.com, P-S-Y-C-H-O-A-N-D-Y.com. Um, I have recently been scanning a bunch of old drawings that I did uh in like the 90s and and like when i was in high school uh so a lot of those are going up along with um some more recent stuff so very uh, but an update every day monday through friday very very cool thank you very much i want us all to do a shout out to josh my engineer he's the one name wonder everybody clap your hands for josh thank you josh for getting us on the air and keeping us there and thank you to restream i hope you behaved and it looks like we're going out live to linkedin i could see us smiling there and waving and clapping and all that good stuff and and facebook and i'm aka radio red i have a couple of quick closing thoughts uh kyra noah and andy i found these in my notes from my radio shows from 2014 a couple just a couple of minutes ago right a couple of years ago. And I'm just going to read these because I used to close my shows this way. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. My favorite kind. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile. And then here's the last one. Very appropriate for you, Kyra, and for you, Noah. And Andy, you're in here somewhere. Work like you don't need the money. 
dance like no one's watching. I used to teach dance and do exhibition dancing and people watch, trust me. Sing like nobody's listening and I promise not to sing on the radio too often. Love like you've never been hurt. Move on, get past it. Money talks, doesn't it, Noah? Doesn't it, Kyra? Chocolate sings. Andy, I think you'll agree with me on that one. And mm-hmm. last but not least, and I borrowed this line from a radio host from years ago, last but not least, thank you for turning me on. Radio Red signing off, everybody. Wave, Josh is going to take us out. Thank you, everyone. Don't go away, guests. Stick around for a minute. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.